Thank you so much for joining the Anchored Ruby Show. My name is Crystal Swass. I'm a master practitioner in neurolinguistics programming and a master life and success coach. I created this podcast to teach you how to be anchored in purpose, promise, and prosperity, and to understand that your worth is greater than rubies. So today I have a very special guest. Uh, she is a friend of mine. Her name is Katie, and I wanted to bring her on the show because I have been really feeling like like um, there are people out there that are struggling that need to find breakthrough. Um, and Katie has had her breakthrough and I love her testimony. Um, so Katie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Um, so why don't you get started by letting everybody know maybe um, how we know each other um, and how you came to finding breakthrough. Well, um, we met about a billion years ago when we were about 12 years old, <laughs> which isn't that long ago because we're only like 21. I'm just right. um, <laughs> um, I feel like I've heard this story before. <laughs> you know, it's all too familiar. Deja vu. Um, so, yes, we met um, back when we were 12. Um we were living at the same apartment complex with our parents and which happens um, to be the place where I live now. So, which I think is awesome because it was so great going <laughs> yeah. back to visit you and kind of being on our old stomping grounds. Um, and, um, I still think it's just hilarious that now having children the same age as when we met and when we became friends, like it's, it's actually been really cool. Cause I know my daughter has been like, that means that I could have friends now that I'll have when I'm your age. And I'm like, yeah, don't yeah. say when I'm old, but yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause we're only uh, 21. Duh. Yeah. Only 21. <laughs> we don't age. Um, so yeah, that, uh, we met when we were in what seventh grade and, um, and let's see, we have, um, been in each other's lives kind of on and off I, I remember us chatting when your when your kids were little little um when God, I just remember us kind of coming into each other's lives on and off but it was always at like a necessary point right sense it was always like at a really necessary point in my life when you would come back in and we'd we'd pick up our friendship and it's always just been easy to pick back up with that um with us which I think is awesome yeah. um so last um hold on one second <laughs> Katie Katie has you a new baby um and so she's made the yes, time I to have. be a part of this <laughs> I have little ones that come out. She's doing okay. I'm like, okay, thanks, honey. Go inside. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So why don't you tell us about um, when you decided, it was this time last year that you made a decision uh, yes. to come down here to have a breakthrough session with me because you felt that it was necessary. So why don't we pick up yes. there and you, you tell me what led up to you feeling like you needed some sort of breakthrough? Okay, so the abridged version of this story, because it's a very long one. Um, I got divorced about five years ago. Um, we've had a rocky co-parenting situation um, up until now, which is great. Things are honestly just much better now, which is fantastic. Um, but back then, um, things were not so great. Then um, I 
met the, my now husband, who is absolutely wonderful. And we've got, you know, everything's been great with him. Um, ended up last year having something come up uh, where a person just betrayed me very badly. Um, and I felt things I didn't know I still had deep down that I needed to get through. Um, and also just the betrayal in itself was absolutely the most difficult thing um, to to go through. It's, um, you don't think a person can hurt you in certain ways and they really can. And so I remember trying to seek uh, legal counsel to see what my options were. And I met with this lawyer here in the South and he told me at that time, um, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do to prove this and you're going to have a really hard time. It's going to cost you a lot of money, a lot of emotional time, um, and it's going to be a lot on your soul. So you should probably just give this to God. And I remember thinking like, what? (laughs) Sorry. Like, um, what do you mean? Because you didn't, you didn't really have like a background in, in religion or faith, right? No, I did not. I was not an atheist. Um, a lot of people have tried to accuse me of being atheist. I was not atheist. Um, I I wasn't even really agnostic. I just didn't didn't have anything. I just didn't know anything. I was not raised with any kind of religion. Um, and so, so it's um, it was definitely difficult to hear something like that for someone like me who had no like. What do you mean, give it to God? Like, what does that even mean? Right. And, um, which I think I, a lot of people f- feel yes, the same. They yes, don't know what that means. Absolutely. And so I do remember being home one night and just, you know, absolutely beside myself. And, um, in those really dark moments where you're having just these awful feelings and thinking, you know, what form of punishment would make me feel that he had gotten his, so to speak, you know, um, yeah. what would make me feel redeemed? What would make me feel better about what happened? And honestly, like no amount of money or, um, you know, lawsuit wise or, or time away from anybody or, you know, anything I did would hurt my children long run. And I didn't want to do that. Um, and it just wasn't really, nothing would feel like, okay, I I feel better now. You know, no amount of punishment that I could give was going to be enough to make me feel better. So I decided to actually listen to the lawyer man. (laughs) And (laughs) and at that point, you and I had started chatting again. And um, you started sending me some little scripture, some pieces of scripture. And I remember just really diving in. Um, It was mainly Book of Matthew where I started. Um, because that's my favorite book. Exactly. (laughs) I probably (laughs) start there. Well, there's a lot in there about forgiveness and learning to love again, which is hilarious because my current husband is Matthew and he actually has been a huge uh, part of my spiritual journey and, you know, finding my faith and all of that too. So, um, so that's kind of where we started. And I remember reaching out to you and just being like, listen, like I'm at the lowest point in my life. I was, you know, taking medication just to get through the day. Um, it was not a place I wanted to be. And I didn't know what was going to make me feel better. And so I took time off work. Um, I couldn't work because my heart rate was so out of control and the panic attacks were nonstop. Um, I took a couple days off work and 
got in the car, packed my bags, and just drove down to see you because it was the time. It was the yeah. right time. So um, what a lot of um, people may not know about me and, and breakthrough sessions, a breakthrough session is a very intensive coaching session, um, usually lasts anywhere between five to eight hours. I think yours was pretty long. Um, and in these sessions, we're really addressing um, the things that are at the core. Um, I know that you had hit rock bottom because you had you had told me, you know, nothing nothing was helping you. Therapy wasn't helping you. The medication wasn't helping you. Seeking revenge wasn't going to help you. Um, and interestingly enough, I love this part of your testimony is that you came you came down on a Thursday. Um, and it was a Thursday before Easter and, Mm -hmm. um, we had your breakthrough session on Friday, which was good Friday. Um, and anybody who doesn't know the story of good Friday, good Friday was the day that Jesus was crucified for our sins. And so I loved that, you know, that breakthrough session for you was painful, um, but it was so parallel to what Jesus had gone through, um, being crucified and, and, you know, you were, you were dying to your old self that day, which I found. It absolutely was. It was incredible. And then just the fact that we had that, um, I went to church with you and, you know, just the fact that the entire, um, message was around my favorite now word, um, <laughs> being what is your favorite to tell us to tell us die and how amazing it was. It is finished and it is finished. My suffering is finished. Right. Um, my fight, my battle with this, it's finished. It doesn't define me. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It's done. Right. So it, you know, I always love to just reflect on your breakthrough session because on that Friday, on that good Friday, Jesus was crucified and we celebrate his death because in his death, um, he, when he gave his spirit back to God, he said, it is finished to tell us die, which means all that is pay- has been paid. It is finished. So I remember the next day we kind of just hung out, you know, it was, I know for you, it was, um, just a time to kind of reflect and um, gain back that energy maybe that was exerted in that breakthrough session because I know a lot of that had just kind of sucked the life out of you Um, but then on Sunday which was Easter Sunday last year um, the story of Easter is that Jesus rose from from the dead he was resurrected and had new life and to me it was so beautiful to see that the same had happened with you you know you had new life right? Um, Absolutely. So one of the things that I, when I was, you know, kind of tossing the idea around about doing this um, podcast about breakthrough, I looked up the words um, breakthrough and the word breakthrough. So the word breakthrough means a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. And then breakthrough means to make or force a way through. So how do those two words um, in your opinion, how do they apply to your actual session? Well, the, the two word form, um, to break through, you have to be ready. And I think that was the biggest thing is that 
all the other times that I had attempted to make peace with certain parts of my life, I wasn't really ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that 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 goes with um, with my trying to join a church and um, trying to learn about God and, and such. Like, it just wasn't the right time. And I think breaking through a barrier that I had, um, a wall that I had put up, per se, uh, was huge. So I think... Yeah that that breaking through came from the breakthrough session because that breakthrough single word um was really digging deep and and looking i mean we went way back yeah in that session i mean to birth we went way back yeah so um you know digging through stuff that you may have just pushed aside and you may not have even thought it affected you and then you know 30 some odd years later you're like oh my gosh I remember when you know this and that happened and I didn't think that had any effect on me but truth be told like it's a ripple effect everything has some kind of effect on you right um that I think that really helps you to make that official breakthrough right so um it's interesting because I had you know when I was praying about this um, conversation that you and I would have and the things that, you know, I wanted God to really give me some verses. Um, Ezekiel 13, 14 came up and I found this very interesting. It says, so I will tear down the wall, which you plastered over with whitewash and bring it down to the ground so that its foundation laid there. And when it falls, you will be consumed in the midst and you will know that I am the Lord. And so I, every time I read that, I just think about the walls that we put up to protect ourselves, right? Right. (laughs) And then we're whitewashing over those walls to make them pretty. Right. Right. Um, But God says that he will bring them down to the ground, right down to the foundation. And that's the rock bottom Mm -hmm. that you have to hit. Right. And when it falls, you'll be consumed in its mist. And when you hit that rock bottom, you are completely consumed with the dust of that debris. Yeah. Right. And then it says, and you will know that I am the Lord. And so in the midst of God breaking through those walls for you and having them come down, being at that rock bottom, being in the midst of that dust and that dirt and that chaos and that just fog, he showed you, I am the Lord. Right. And I just, absolutely. I felt like that, that, verse is so powerful, especially, I I know that there are people that are, um, they are stuck and they're stuck behind this wall and this, and they built this wall long ago. Um, and they want those walls to fall and they just don't, they just don't know how to hit that rock bottom. I think, um, I think a lot of people also get, um, comfortable with the wall. Uh, because it's a it's a very hard thing to put into words but once you've and this is not to sound you know high and mighty but once (laughs) you've had a breakthrough session and you've overcome your story and it's not your story anymore and you you take um you become you know at cause for everything that's gone on in your life and you actually uh you can see other people's Mm -hmm. walls and you can see where they're right. stuck. And some people just get super comfortable there. And it's, um, 
it's because there it takes a lot and you know not tooting my own horn but it takes a lot to go and face all of that well, stuff well and you know you it. should um celebrate you know your triumph and your breakthrough you should celebrate that and pat yourself on the back because it does take a lot of courage um to step outside of your story uh you know that i always teach that people are comfortable in their chaos and it sounds weird uh-huh. but the reason why people are comfortable in chaos is that chaos all they've ever known and so um it becomes a right. comfort zone even though it's painful um you know i had a pastor that would say that most people would rather die in the toxic than live in the unknown you know it's very comfortable to hide behind those walls and whitewash them but when god wants to move in you when he wants to change you he has to break through those walls you know those walls you think are keeping you safe but they're also keeping people out from actually loving you and they're keeping you from moving forward if there's a wall in front of you how do you move forward you can't exactly you know um in isaiah 43:16 through 19 it says thus says the lord who will make a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters that's um isaiah uh, 43 16 so god will always make a way where there is no way and i think that when we're stuck we always feel like i'm never gonna get past this i mean how did you i'm sure you felt that way oh definitely definitely prior. right definitely um, and the situation hasn't changed just to like you know put it out there um this the same terrible situation if i wanted to sit and drown in it i absolutely could because it has not changed the only thing that changed is my way of handling it and my way of looking at it well i'm so glad that you mentioned that because isaiah 43 um 18 and 19 says do not call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past mm-hmm. behold i will do something new and so those things are there it it doesn't mean that it didn't happen but right. to call to mind those things or to sit and and wallow in those things it keeps you stuck right well and that goes back to that little uh piece of guidance that i received that day with you after after we went to church um when i was speaking about um uh losing the words you might want to help me here um the Hmm. Um, forgiveness. Oh, right. right. Um, and how I was saying that, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble forgiving somebody. It was a huge part of my life for something so big. And he spoke to me and said, um, you know, you not forgiving this person is drinking poison every day. It's you drinking poison every day, waiting for it to kill that person. And it's true because, you know, the thoughts and the, despair and the depression and the anxiety was only hurting my life. Meanwhile, this other person is doing just fine on the other side of the street. You know what I mean? Right. They have no idea the animosity or the bitterness or, and maybe they do, but it's not affecting them because you're the one who's drinking the poison. Exactly. There's another metaphor that I heard that was something similar. And it says, um, not forgiving someone is like lighting yourself on fire and expecting them to die from smoke inhalation. Um, same same yep. metaphor you know you're you're thinking out of an egotistical mindset out of an entitlement like i they don't deserve my forgiveness 
Right. Um, so I'm not going to forgive. And that kind of goes back to the story of Good Friday um, and the resurrection of Jesus. None of us deserve that forgiveness. None of us um, deserved that kind of grace. Yet Jesus um, was crucified for us and he forgave us. It is finished to tell us that, you know. And so um, I always like to go back. Forgiveness is a really hard subject because a lot of times um, it's hard to let go of of that pain, you know, mm-hmm. and, but forgiveness doesn't, doesn't mean that what happened is okay. It right. just means that you are letting it go and letting God just kind of like your attorney said, it's just time to let, give it to God yeah. and move forward in your, in your own, for your own peace. Exactly. Exactly. So I know in, um, I had sent you the video from, part of your breakthrough session for a reason so that you could you could kind of see um we had written what you wanted as an outcome which is just absolutely crazy I know (laughs) that's why I sent it to you so we had you know we had gone over some of the things that um you wanted to see come to fruition from this breakthrough but so the funniest part is I remember not to interrupt you but I remember writing that and feeling almost a little silly in my head going, yeah, right. Like I'll write all this stuff out, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So put that foot right in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. So why don't, so nobody knows, but why don't you tell our listeners, um, as you were feeling silly writing this imaginary, what you want, how, how has God, um, you know, brought that to fruition through your healing? So it's, it was incredible. I was in a position at work where things weren't really, they weren't really moving. It was very slow. There was no work being done. Um, I didn't feel needed. I felt like I was in a corner. Um, you know, I loved the people I worked with, but I just had no purpose is how I felt. And I put it out there. I was like, you know, this is the job I want. I really want this job. I really want to be doing X, Y, Z at X, Y, Z. And and then now I am. Which right. Is really weird. You know, it's and, yeah, it's kind of funny to see your life just became like when yeah. you left here, everything was just like a whirlwind. For yes, you. and and it literally was because it's been one year. One year. I said in my um, in my testimony, I remember saying that you know one day I really I hoped to marry my boyfriend that I was with. We had been together three years, and I absolutely love him. He's my best friend. He's a great great man. Um, And we have like a really awesome friendship, which is like great because that is missing in so many marriages. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember thinking, God, I I really want to marry him, but like, I don't know how we'll ever get to that point. And what what was it like? That was the April. So four months later, we got married. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Four months later, we got married. I mentioned something about... um, us and possibly having a child together and here I am with a five-week-old baby (laughs) I know you know it's I did mention my children getting along better that it's kind of touch and go (laughs) 
That's so funny because I was just going to say, how are the kids getting along? The kids are getting along. I think the pandemic has helped um, to make that a little bit more difficult. <laughs> but yeah, it's challenging. It has definitely been challenging. But I try to remind them of that too, is I remind them of why they're feeling so suffocated right now and why they're maybe getting on each other's nerves and, you know, that it's okay to take time with one of you upstairs, one of you downstairs, you know, kind of take some, you know, timeouts from each other. Um, but yeah, it, it has been absolutely crazy. I mean, my work life turned around. My love life was, was great, but it enhanced even greater. And, and actually, so my husband said to me when he proposed that, um, which was amazing sunrise in Oregon on the side of a mountain. It was pretty amazing. Um, he told me later that like part of the reason that he was finally ready was that he saw how I handled that whole situation. Yeah. And he saw what it did to me. He's like, you could have let it destroy you. And instead you decided to kind of take it and twist it and make it something beautiful Right. It's, it goes back to Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I will do something new. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So how is your life different now than a year ago? I know that you, you know, you're clearly it's different, but how are you handling, (laughs) how do you handle, um, things differently now? Well, so I used to have a lot of chaos in my heart. Still, I remember when we would get ready for school in the morning, that was one of the biggest places Mm -hmm. I would see it. Um, single mom for you know a while and um because I mean you know my husband and I just started living together once we got married so the morning routine I know a lot of moms struggle with that where you feel like a drill sergeant and you're right. yelling and screaming and like everybody's nobody's listening to me and mom having her meltdown I remember, in the bathroom yeah, I, and oh, I remember yeah. oh yes so I I don't yell anymore at all like there's just no yelling um my life feels peaceful which is you know again the situation hasn't changed. It's just how I handle it. Um, and there's no more, there's no more of that chaos. Like when I have people in my life that are bringing me down or are bringing me negativity, um, I can choose because I've now learned that everything is a choice. I can choose to not participate. Um, being, I remember when, when we first started talking and you said that I needed to be at cause for the things that happened in past relationships. And I remember thinking, what is this woman talking about? I really, how is this my fault? You know, what did I didn't do this? This wasn't me. And learning what that actually meant um, is it puts the, the power on you, which is so awesome because you don't think of it that way when you're like, fault has always been such a negative word, right? So you think, oh, well, it's my fault that this happened. Well, then right. that's negative. But really, if you take ownership for what happened, you're putting the control in your court. Right. And sometimes it's not about what actually happened, you know, right. abuse or neglect or rape or molestation or you know abandonment these things that happen to people it's not necessarily their fault right however holding on to it holding on to the unforgiveness drinking that poison um not you know choosing not to heal from it that's where you're at cause you know right and it's not a negative it's 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 just a um 
it's kind of taking the take the power back right because a lot of times through abuse and through that kind of treatment etc um you lose your power mm-hmm. and and there's that loss that loss is very you lose a piece of yourself and when you take the power back you really you have so much more control over the situation and it's really wonderful and sometimes it's just about (laughs) right um you had it i'll say this sometimes it's um just about your controlling your emotions Mm -hmm. but um you had said in your video i had i had gone back to review it the video of you reading what you wanted out of the Mm -hmm. breakthrough session you said um you wanted to be able to exhale Mm-hmm. Um, how does, you know, breathing easier make you feel now? How does it feel to now be able to exhale? Oh, there's a, a ton of freedom in that. There really is. It's, um, you know, it's funny. With the situation going on right now with, you know, this this virus and everything. And I, I'm watching a lot of my friends having this chaos and having this, like, I'm, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. I have anxiety attacks all day. I, you know, and I'm sitting here in my house, just safe at home instead of being stuck at home. Um, we're safe at home and we're saying, you know, look, it's in God's hands. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And that letting go and just kind of, it's a freedom. It really just lets you to just, it really is. It's a freedom. It's a relaxation that comes over your whole body and allows you to exhale because you realize that, you know, me sitting here and panicking or freaking out or any of that is not going to help anything. All it is is more poison. Right. So it's um, interesting because in the last podcast I talked about the, um, we were talking about um, the, the COVID virus in itself and what it actually does to the body and it takes the lo- the air out of your lungs um, and how uh, parallel that is to um, God is the one who gives us the breath of life, right? It talks about that mm-hmm. in Genesis. He's the one who breathes life into our lungs and I would never want to be the one controlling my breath. Like Crystal, inhale, Crystal, exhale, Crystal, in- you know, I, you get dizzy um, from that. When you're holding your breath, you, you become tense, you become stressed, you become dizzy. Um, but when you're able to exhale that um, and and know that God is controlling the breath in your lungs and he's the one who's controlling your life um, because you really have no control, it definitely is a release of that stress and that poison. Right. Feeling um, like you've been in the driver's seat all along and then all of a sudden taking the passenger seat is kind of nice. <laughs> you know right? I mean? You can just enjoy the ride and know <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that um, God will make a way where there is no way. Yep. Exactly. Um, what, one of the things that, you know, in your, um, when you were reading what you want, you had said that you knew that you were going to lo- lose people or lose things. So what have you lost in order to gain the life that you have? So it is funny when you go such a long time without having religion in your life, um, or without having God in your life, um, there are other people that, you know, I would be quick to laugh at a meme that was poking fun at religion or God or Jesus. I would be, you know, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. give it a second thought. Um, there were a lot of things that I wouldn't give a second thought to. And as far as stuff like that, like, you know, people talking about tarot cards or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um, 
And I had a lot of people that I was friends with that um, I knew would not support me in my new, in my new journey. Um, And I knew that a lot of people that had been in my life, but I kind of deep down knew that they weren't good for me um, just because of their, they had a lot of negativity that they carried. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that that was going to be a problem, so to speak. Because it's really not a problem right, if you think right. about it. But at the time, it was like, well, I'm going to lose these people because of this, that, and the other. Um, and a lot of, you know, I don't want to call people out, but a lot of members of my family that don't have um, a faith in God, um, I was worried about how they would take it. And, you know, at first, I think, I think that there was, I don't even know the word to say, but I think that they felt that I had been kind of sucked in because I couldn't handle my life Um, and I could have you know looked at that and been like oh god you know I'm I'm embarrassed or um, you know I maybe maybe I shouldn't you know because when you feel that embarrassment sometimes you want to go back you know oh no no that's not who I am yeah (laughs) exactly exactly but I knew that I had made a choice and I also knew that if these people really love me and they love me for who I am, that they're going to accept it because they're going to understand that it took something serious to get me to open my eyes like this. So um, the people that, you know, have been weeded out, so to speak, from my life, um, I, I realize now they didn't bring anything to my life that was positive. Right, right. So it was for a reason. Right. And here's the thing. Um, you only know what you know. People are just doing the best they can with what they know. And and people are uncomfortable with the unknown. And um, when you don't grow up in, in the faith and you don't know the word of God or you haven't experienced God, it's really hard to understand and wrap your mind around that. But when you have these life-altering experiences that there is no explanation for the peace that you have and there is no explanation for the miracles and the blessings other than you know, Jesus, you, you kind of have to experience it and accept the fact that they only know what they know. And um, letting go of toxic people, sometimes we want to hold on to them because we're, we're comfortable in that chaos. That's yep. all we've known for so long. Um, and then when you're able to, to let those people go or, or lose those things in order to, to gain something for your life that's positive, um, that's what a breakthrough is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to end with this and this, um, and I want to, I want to hear how you feel about this scripture, second uh, Timothy one seven that says, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of courage and of a sound mind. And I know that <laughs> that has been your scripture. That has been your mm-hmm. verse. Um, but what does that verse actually mean to you? Because I think it's something that's Right now, we're dealing with a lot of people who are feeling fear. They're feeling stuck. They're feeling, you know, people have lost their jobs. They don't know what to do. They're realizing that maybe their marriage isn't as strong as they thought it was. Maybe they're um, people who are in isolation right now, who are sitting at home alone, are being forced to really face who they actually are. Uh um, and, And they're being confronted with those things, and it's causing maybe fear. So... What does, uh, God did not give us a a spirit of fear, but of love and courage and of a sound mind. What does that mean to you? 
Um, that one to me is essentially just faith over fear, 100%. Um, you can't, I mean, you and I have discussed this before, where you can't be anxious and and still feel that faith and feel that comfort. Um, because if you're anxious, then you've lost that faith at some point. You've lost, you know, that, um, you know, putting your faith in God that everything is going to be okay. We say you can't be chained and free at the same time. You can't be... Right, um, right. You can't fear have peace at the same time. They're polar opposites. Correct. Exactly. And so in order to keep that peace, um, you know, I go over that scripture in my head and I think, you know, the words sound mind come to me and that keeps me grounded. Um, having a sound mind, think about, think about it deeply and realize that, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. And you just need to keep the faith and keep that love in your heart and keep that lightness. And um, I had a, a group of friends that I talked to on a daily basis. And one day they were all just very upset and very dark and very scared through this whole thing. And, oh my gosh, I have this and I have that and I have this and I'm scared of this. And, and I stopped them and I said, I really want you guys to just, if you could pick one thing today that makes you smile and think about it and kind of focus on that because that fear and that anxiety was taking away their right. life. And, you know, it's, well, it's biblical. It talks about, um, you know, God in the Bible, it talks about capturing your thoughts, you know, taking those thoughts captive because we know that, um, as humans, and here's the thing, I've said this in the last podcast and I'll say it again, isolation, there's two parts to isolation. It can be the devil's playground or it can be a place where you meet God. And if you are in mm -hmm. isolation and you're allowing those thoughts to run rampant, that's where depression grows. That's where anxiety builds. That's where suicidal thoughts can be birthed. And it's not, you have to learn how to have a sound mind. Um, it goes on a scientific level. It goes back to your neural pathways and just changing the habit of your thoughts. Um, just changing that pathway. And, and this is why I talk about having, you know, writing down the things that you're grateful for and the things that you're proud of yourself for. It's important to celebrate your, um, the things that you achieve, even if it means getting out of bed, like proud of yourself for that, you know, and being grateful that you have coffee and that you have a place to live and that there are certain things in place to keep us healthy and safe. Um, and, and it, it sounds cheesy sometimes to do that, but it's, it's so necessary right. in this life and in this world. Um, I received a text message this morning saying, you know, oh my gosh, we've got horrible weather coming in the next two days. And I said, no, it'll be nice to have some rain actually, because, you know, my grass could use some right. watering. And then it was, yeah, but, but, you know, this horrible weather, please be careful. And I'm saying, but we're, <laughs> we're inside. So we're safe. I feel we're like fine. I know we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I know, you know, who sent it. And then, and then, and then it was, we, they had, um, but we have big trees in the back of our house. And I said, oh, I do too. They, they give a great shade in the right, afternoon. Right. And, and the past like 10 hurricanes we've had here in South Carolina, my trees have been right. fine. So I know we're going to be fine. <laughs> but I kept coming yeah. back with, <laughs> we'll find the positive in and everything. And it's so, it's, I mean, say. it's so necessary. And the, you know that the words that we speak are powerful. Our thoughts are powerful. God, 
God breathed all of creation into life with his breath and his word. And I think that goes back to um, being able to exhale and understanding um, the power in faith over fear and letting God do what God does um, and understanding that sometimes your walls have to be broken down and you have to hit rock bottom and be in the midst of the chaos in order to see God. And I think that's what's happening right now. Not only, it's not only a personal thing, it's not only statewide, countrywide, this is a worldwide um, thing that's going on where God is breaking down those walls that we have whitewashed and bringing them right back down to the foundation. And we're just being consumed in the midst of it in the midst of this breakthrough, um, but he's showing us that he is God. And so um, hopefully, you know, people can take comfort in that. Um, uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you, um, if somebody is thinking about having a breakthrough session, um, what is what is a piece of advice that you'd want to give them? Um, my biggest thing, and I think you and I have discussed this as well, is that a person just needs to be open-minded and ready. Um, you will, I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to do because you do have to look deep inside yourself and you have to go back to the hard stuff, but you don't, it's not like talk therapy where you sit and revisit the problem over and over again. You visit the problem, conquer the problem and move on. And that's the best part. And it's funny because I remember getting, I remember getting sick right right before. I remember that. And, um, I hadn't eaten anything bad. I wasn't feeling bad, but you know, woke up in the middle of the night and I was so stomach like sick and it was just awful. And I remember calling you going, I don't know if I can do this. And it's funny because I know that that was like the, it, it felt like the negativity and the toxins and all the bad stuff just kind of right. It's that mind-body mind, body connection. It happens yes. all the time. It does. People make themselves sick right. constantly mm-hmm. with worry and anxiety and such. And so um, even if that happens, even if your body starts to reject the idea of you going through this physically, um, there is so much good on the other side of it um it's it's a very it's a huge worthwhile investment um as a whole like the whole thing is just so it's changed so much of how i it's not like a you go to therapy you feel good for a couple days or you you know made a decision to i have this one problem and i need to tackle this one problem this has been like everything every tool i can use for my whole life so everything that i encounter I can take tools that I learned from my breakthrough session to overcome, not just one situation that I'm trying to get help with, which is fantastic. Well, thank you, Katie. I I appreciate you taking time away from your new baby and your kids and your husband to speak to, um, to speak to us and and tell us your testimony. Um, But I'll let you get back to your day. Um, Thanks again. And I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. All right. Bye.